okay, we're all capable and we all have our unique strengths. And everybody needs to show up at their highest potential, the potential you were born to have. Your highest potential, sir, is not sitting on the couch getting served mashed potatoes and steak while you're watching the Cowboys play. That is not your highest potential in life. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I am Allie Jackson with my co-host, Erica Spira. And we just got off an awesome recording with Rachel Sievers. She's a retired psychotherapist. I I just can't wait for the listeners to hear it. Yeah, she pitched us an interesting idea, which was talking about masculinity. So it was something we haven't covered before. And uh, we, of course, got into various different things that, in relation to the subject. But uh, I had a fun time talking to her. It was nice to, nice to do something different that we haven't done before, too. Yeah, totally. And get some like real life examples and also from her own life and just she's super funny. Yeah, no, I had a great time. So I'm excited for everybody to hear it. So one of the things that I have been doing this year, first of all, I got way out ahead of my Christmas shopping, like way earlier than I usually do. And several people who might be listening, so I might be ruining the surprise, are going to be getting Sunset Lake CBD fudge for Christmas this year. Their fudge is legit delicious. And you cannot be able to tell that like anything else was added to it. It's just, it's truly so good that you actually should be a little careful that you're not <laughs> pounding CBD all day, <laughs> by, like munching on it. Uh, but the packaging is also so cute. It's like a gold yeah. little nice packaging. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, the first time that they like sent us a sample thing when they were first our sponsors, I don't like chocolate. So I mm-hmm. immediately gave it to a friend to try. She raved about it. And since then, it has been very high on my list of gifts to give. Oh, yeah. I got my new you know, box for like the new year, re-upping all my stuff. And my roommate was very, very excited because I always share my stuff with her, too. Uh, and I had her try the fudge the first time. And she was like, oh, shit, this is good. I was like, yeah, dude, told you. It's great stuff. It's fresh. Yeah, it's amazing. So if you haven't tried the fudge or any other Sunset Lake CBD products, you can use our code FMH20 to get 20% off. It's sunsetlakecbd.com. Works on the whole website. And you can use it as many times as you want. Yeah. Use that promo code. You can get gifts for people, gifts for yourself. Whatever you got going on in the new year, you could always use a little bit of Sunset Lake CBD in your life. Agreed. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Well, before we get to Rachel, you have a different setup than the setup that you were talking about previously. You're you're the setup queen these days. I do. So I actually had a listener reach out to me 
based on our episode about our, you know, goals for the new year and things like that. Uh, and she reached out. She sent me a nice little paragraph being like, hey, I heard you were looking to be set up. I have a guy friend. I think it's great. A little bit of bio about him. Sent me a couple pictures. Mm-hmm. She was like, I think I think you would really like him if you met him and if you're open to it. And I was like, so cool. Why the hell not? Yeah. I was like, I'll take it. Great. So uh, we were probably going to go out post Christmas slash New Year's time. So I don't have like more of an update yet. But she gave him my number. We chatted a bit. We're like, okay, let's circle in the new year because I'm going to be in town for January. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And um, I'm open to it. So anybody else listening, if you want your girl to have more dating updates, set me up on a date. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> That's my new motto. You want more updates? Help me. <laughs> help me. Help me help you with the help updates. Me. <laughs> right? But I was like, ah, why not? I'll, I'll take a stab at it. So I appreciate it. I appreciate somebody looking out. It felt really nice. Yeah. Somebody asked me recently if I was open to setups. I was like, yes. What? What would make you think the answer was no? Oh, no. I'm like, I have to reset and make sure that everybody knows that I am open to setups. Oh, well, was it somebody that you know personally, though? Or someone that's a listener of the show? See, because I feel like that's the difference. Are you open to the listeners of this show setting you up with somebody? Absolutely. Actually, two people have reached out to try to do that before. Remember the guy? I don't know if you talked about it here, so I wasn't sure. Oh, shit, that's right. It was Patreon only. I'll tell the story here. It doesn't matter. Um, This was a (laughs) a while ago now. But a listener reached out to set me up with somebody and... I was talking to that guy and in that conversation, when I just asked as a talking point, whatever, how he knows the listener, he Mm. said that, that he was pretty sure that she had a crush on him. Yeah. Yeah. Not attractive. Not attractive. Even if that's true, please know. Right. Like, first of all, wild assumption to make. Second of all, even if it's true, don't, we don't need to say that to the person that you're trying to go on a date with. I would be yeah, so mad if I... That's hooking us up. You know? Yes. I'd be so mad if I set my guy friend up with someone and he was like, oh yeah, Allie, yeah, she likes me. Right? <laughs> Fuck you, weird. Dude. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. So weird. So yeah. So there was that one that obviously didn't work out. And then another one where the guy just never responded, but I'm absolutely open to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, I'm very, why not? You know, that was, that was going to be my new goal for the new year was hey set me up and i'm given pretty vague requirements <laughs> to be like i'll take it you know just you you think they're a great person you vouch for them as a person you think they're a wonderful person i'm sure i'll think they're a wonderful person will we be a match for sure? the future to be determined but i'd love to meet that's, a nice wonderful person so that's what you'll do on the date is determined yeah yeah right literally we'll get to know each other and we'll, we'll take it from there you know yeah so appreciate it. Yeah, um, but but yeah. I was going to say this was this was a person that I actually know in real life, like a friend of mine who asked if I was open to a setup. So I was like, oh, oh, I need to make yeah. sure I need to make sure everybody knows the answer is yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not, dude? Agreed. It's the easiest way to go on a date, I think. Very true. I mean, it's just handed to you. Yes. So gladly, I will accept the gift. My my love language for dating is currently gifts. Now, it's officially gifts, which is the gift of a setup for me. So, shout out to anybody. Potentially an act of service. Yeah, potentially an act of service. So, shout out to, shout out to anyone who, who keeps an eye out for your girl. I, I love you so much, and we are now officially best friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, you actually did have a date date last I night. I did have a date last date. Night? Or no, a few uh, nights ago, sorry. A few nights ago, yeah. It was like one of my last nights in New York. Came about very last minute because it was one of my last nights in New York. Matched with this guy on Bumble and he we were talking about going out. I mentioned that I was leaving in two days. And so he's like, are you happy to be free tonight? And mm-hmm. I was. And so we went out. I had had a very sedentary week and specifically not just sedentary, but like an inside week, like an I don't yeah. leave my apartment or talk to people kind of week. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, it would feel good to to get out, put on a real outfit and some makeup and do my hair. And even though this date was not one that made me want a second, I am still glad that I did that. Uh, he turned out to be quite boring, unfortunately. Ah, well, it happens. What can you do? Yeah, not not a whole lot. So we, on the off chance that I ever refer to this man again, we're going to call him Sales Cycle, was just a reference to his job that he made seven or eight times throughout the date. It was just a very, very lackluster conversation, despite what I think were my best efforts. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that advice before about like, don't talk about work on the date, or if you do Mm -hmm. try to keep it kind of as short as possible. And, and that's not, I'm not trying to insult what anybody does for a living. Okay. I hope you love what you do for a living and you find it fascinating, but it's not a like true connection topic with other people. It's not, it's, I've never talked to somebody about their job and felt like personally closer to them, not even in a dating sense, you know, it's like, that's networking talk. Yeah. It's not, it's not sexy, you know, and I'm not saying the whole point of the date is to be sexy, but it's like, you know, we want a little bit of flirting. We want a little bit of, you know, we want to feel a little magic. Right. And it's like, eh, talking about sales cycles, maybe not Not so magical, maybe not, maybe not, not so magical, maybe not there, No, but something. And I, I think that he's on the same page. I I think he may have just been like picking up what I was putting down because towards the end of the date, he did reference going on another one a couple of times and there was a definite like potential – he wanted to get another drink. There was definitely a potential like linger vibe outside where I very quickly Mm -hmm. was like, well, my train's this way. So great to meet you. Have a good night. Initiated like a very clear hug. And so I haven't heard from him. Mutual opt out, it would seem. And that works for me. Yeah. Well, there you go. But hey, you finally went out. Exactly. Exactly. We've all wondered. So, Um, but my 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 actual more main update is that I encountered an actual scam this past weekend. Oh, wait! Before you get into your scam story, I know when we're recording today, the episode came out with the scam phone number. Yes, yes. Just one more time, scam phone number. If you have a scam you want to call in, leave us a voicemail about. The phone number is 929-888-7184. And the info is in the description as well. So please call us. Tell us about your scams. So scam of the week currently goes to Allie. What was your scam? Scam of the week goes to me. So I, on Saturday morning, realized that I had two tickets to a singles mixer. Oh, yes. I saw a post about this. Yeah, so I had forgotten that I had these two tickets to a singles mixer, and I texted a few different people that I that were in town, like nobody was around, and I so I decided to post on my Instagram story. I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like I I said I was going to go to more events, and I have these tickets. Like I should go to this event, and I was going to go alone, but I posted on my Instagram story and said like, 
if anybody happens to be around in the next hour, basically in New York City, I have an extra ticket to a singles mixer. Come with me. And this mixer was put on by a there's like a private dinner club Instagram account that I follow. I'm not going to put them on blast because I have since been talking to the guy and I'll get into why. But like there's this private dinner club Instagram thing that I follow that I've never and you gone have to never any been. Of- okay, sorry. I was going to yeah. clarify. Yeah, I've never been to any of their events, but they do not just single stuff. They also do, like I said, dinner parties, get togethers, like different types of things. And was this never their first to- like general singles mixer thing? I don't think so. Because it wasn't so. a dinner think- you went to, right? It wasn't it was a just, dinner. Yeah. I think I've seen other ones that they've been hosting and I just haven't been able to make it. Oh, okay. But it was, no, it was just a party. It was like originally, the original venue was like an event space. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they have those like loft spaces in, you know, Tribeca or Soho or wherever. Yeah. The original venue was that. On the morning of, the reason actually that I was reminded that I had these two tickets is because I got a text the morning of from the event that said, Hey, last minute issue with the venue. There's been a change. It's actually going to be at a bar in the East Village, but it's still on. It's from, it starts at 3 p.m. This bar in the East Village. We hope to see you there. I got two such text messages saying this. Okay. Like, so from different numbers? Nope. Same number. Same number. And it was also the same number that had been previously texting me marketing stuff about this event. Oh, okay. So then also in, there's an app that this um, company uses, like an event app, not Eventbrite, but it's like an event app that they use. Mm -hmm. And in there, it also said like the venue has changed, et cetera. That's where my tickets lived. So I'm like, okay, great. So I, somebody responded, a few people actually responded, but the first person to respond to my story um, was this listener. And she, I told her where it was. She was like, great. I, I can't be there. I'll be there in like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll wait for you outside. So I get there. The bar has a sign on the door that says closed for a private event, but there is no one in there. Like I see Mm. a bartender. I kind of did like a walk by. I see a bartender, no patrons. And it's the only room like in the area. I would assume like maybe there's like a back room or something. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to wait for my new friend to arrive. And okay. and then we'll we'll go in together. While I'm waiting, another woman shows up and goes inside. Oh. My my new friend arrives and I tell I told her I was like, listen, there's a very good chance there's only one person at this party. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> so first you're like, I think just no one showed up. You don't even think scam yet. You're like, private event. No, I, at this point I'm thinking like it's a bust, right? Like, yeah, nobody showed up yeah. at this time. So okay. I go in and there's one woman sitting at the bar, <laughs> the bartender, and the woman is like, are you guys here for the singles event? And I'm like, we are. She mm-hmm. was like, yeah, me too. And the bartender was like, yeah, like I found out this morning that there was an event happening. I don't even know what event it is. I came in early. I don't really know anything about it. I'm just like here. We're like, okay. The event was supposed to start at 3. It's now 3.30. Mm. very odd no checking table nothing nothing 445 rolls around so at this point the the follower and i i just don't want to blow over a spot and say her name but like my new friend and i 
are having a great mm-hmm. time. She's awesome. We're having a lovely conversation. I was like, let me buy you a drink because I've just brought you to this empty bar for no reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we're having a great time. We're talking, the other woman, mm-hmm. et cetera. And, and no bartender or anything hears your conversation and is like, yeah, this is supposed to be the mixer. Like there's no... No, the bartender actually directly told us that he had no idea about like what the event was. He was like, all I know is there's supposed to be an event today and I showed up early, earlier than they normally open, but I don't know anything about it. Okay. Sorry. Continue. All right. I'm like... So, no, these are all good questions. It's it's a very weird situation. (laughs) Because I'm like, where where is anybody and where is the scam? I'm so confused. So, I'm like, so where is the event organizer, right? Mm -hmm. Like... There are no – so it's it's like 445 and a group of five or six people come in and they look like they just left a nightclub. Okay. Like they're, they're wearing not really the guys so much, but the women are wearing little dresses and high heels. It's like 4.30 p.m. at a dive The classic college the dress. The tight bandage yes. dress, the high heels. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They don't huh. really acknowledge us. They kind of like brushed right past us, except that the other woman who got there before us recognized one of them, unrelated to the event. They went to college together. And so she was like, oh, my God, so-and-so. So they've like brushed past us. We're like, are they the organizers? Like, what's happening? And then we just overhear one of them say that the guy organizing the event bailed last minute and asked her to cover for him. And they're wearing the clothes they wore last night. What the hell? Yeah. So. <laughs> so you are in the right place. So uh, the place is correct. Apparently. There's just no people. There's no people, uh, including okay. the event organizer. And so we're like, okay. And no, this has not been told to us directly. We're overhearing this conversation yeah. happening from this like other group. A couple other people got there. There were like max eight people besides the group of people that were wearing last night's outfits that were apparently covering for this organizer who bailed. So I'm like, this is so weird. It was like 530 at this point. I'm like, all right, we're get, we should just like leave. Like there's no mm-hmm. there's no reason to continue to be here. Thank you. know, like I had a great time talking to her. I think we're going to be friends now. Um, so that was a win. <laughs> Yeah, silver lining. Yeah, I'm like, this is so weird. (laughs) Somewhat trauma bonded together over whatever the hell is happening. Yeah, like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. At this point, though, I'm still thinking it was just a failed event. Like, weird that the event organizer didn't show up. That that feels odd. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I was still thinking, like, oh, like, they just didn't sell enough tickets, right? Right. So I messaged the Instagram account where I had originally heard about it. And that's why I'm literally, as we speak, going kind of back and forth with them to try to understand what happened. I messaged them and they were like, oh, we had a venue change. Did you not get the communication that we had a venue change? And I said, no, I did get the communication. And I sent the screenshot of the text messages. Here's where I went. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. We had a different venue change we had a lot of people show up to this other venue do you think they're lying or someone hacked their change of venue account text thing it's a little unclear at this point i don't know and i don't know if i'm ever going to find out the answer 
because they were like, we're so, that's so weird that that happened. Cause the event app. Yeah. I was like the website, the, like if every single thing matches, I'm like, that's highly unlikely. Right. So like I said, this is why I think it's a scam. So like I said, lying and the event was a bust. (laughs) Well, possibly. Yeah. But then they'd like, didn't show up to the event either. Yeah. Very odd. So I, I sent the screenshot of the text messages. I'm like reading the messages. And then I also sent the screenshot of the event app that still says the venue that I went to. Mm-hmm. And this person who runs their account said, very odd. I'm not sure what happened. We had an event at other place. There were a lot of people there. I'm totally confused the, as to whether someone created a separate event. And the other what? place was not like the original place or anything. Like you no. could not find this place listed anywhere. No, that's very odd because did you check their Instagram story to be like, mm, anybody uploading any pictures or videos from your little live I, mixer? I didn't at the time. Little but fishy we're too if far there's out. nothing. We're too far out from it now. I, no, I know you are now, but like, but no, I didn't. With this guy or whoever you're talking to, I would be very tempted to be like, oh, send me a picture from the event. Well, here's the other like, thing, actually. Mm. When I originally said. Because he said the location, which or he or she, I do think it's, I think it's this guy that didn't show. But mm-hmm. he said the location was changed. I'm not sure why you didn't get an update. And then I said I did get the update, whatever. And then and then he said, "Did you? I'm confused. Did you go to Down and Out? Down and Out is the bar that I went to. Yeah. So it, he knew that at some mm. point, mm-hmm. slipped up. Yeah." Yeah, I was gonna say if it was a different bar, he said like, "No, we were at this one." Well, no, he said we were Depending at. He said on, they were at a different bar. He said Down and yeah, Out yeah, was yeah. the original location. Yeah, I'm saying whatever the change location he said. Oh, like, you're okay. Like, I was at Down and Out. He said whatever location. I don't know how fired up you are, but I would be tempted to call that bar and be like, "Hi, can I just check in? Did you have a private event Saturday?" How many people were there? <laughs> no, just I would just start with, "Did you have a private event?" They're like, "What?" Yeah. No. And then I'd be like, singles mixer organized by this company, blah, blah, blah. And if they were like, yeah, we didn't have any of that. I'd be like, absolute scam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm already, I'm already deciding that it is a scam, but it's like, it's a scam. Yeah. If I really if I fully put my detective hat on, I'd be like, this actually could be confirmed pretty easily. But yeah. hearing that girl say, oh, I'm covering for the organizer. I'm like, oh, then yes. yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was, which yeah, unfortunately a bust. So yeah, and just like so, yeah, so weird that like he didn't show up. So weird that like that it was just all so weird. And then for like him to double down and be like, "No, we had a lot of people at our event. You were just at the wrong place." No, that's wild. Like, Hell no, no. no. Like, mm, I was there. Nope. No, absolutely Ugh. not. Unfortunate. So that's that is my scam of the week. Damn. And listen, I feel for anybody trying to do a singles mixer, you know, really throwing any party. What's the number one fear? Nobody comes. Mm -hmm. Nobody comes. You put on whatever type of event. Nobody comes. Sad. All right. We've all been there having that anxiety because, you know, when you're hosting the event, uh, you should be there early. So (laughs) you're there early. You're ready to greet people. And, you know, you have that moment of like, what if no one shows up? So Mm -hmm. I sympathize. I don't think throwing a singles mixer is an easy thing to do. However, I don't sympathize with like not owning it. It's like, don't lie right. to me and try to make it like, no, no, no. You were in the wrong location. It's like, buddy, please. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, you, was- you threw a bad event that you didn't even go to. Like, just own and just own up to that. Yeah. 
Own that it didn't happen. Blame it on holiday season. I don't know. Come up with any other excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. Oh, very sad. annoying. Yeah. So, but like I said, I, I met a, a lovely woman and we had a great conversation. And uh, yeah, at least at least I got that out of it. I'm glad I didn't go by myself for that reason. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, even with a friend, I'm, I'm surprised you stayed that long. I don't think I would have yeah. lasted that long. I would have been like, I don't know what's happening. This Let's go just sit in another bar that has people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were enjoying our places. conversation. It was like all of a sudden we realized like, shit, we've been here a while and there's still no one here. This is weird. Right. So you're just like, okay. Well. Except for all these women who are talking about how they're still in last night's clothes. Like they were all talking about how they like woke up at one of their apartments and then like stumbled to this bar to cover for this guy. Very odd. I was yeah. going to say, what was the male-female ratio? It sounds like it was all women. Well, originally it was the three of us. And yeah, then three women. that group that came in was like three women and two guys. And then right as we were leaving, three guys came. Interesting. Yeah. Fishy. Yeah. Very, very fishy. I don't like it. Also, they took down the – it was supposed to go until 7 and they took down the private event sign around 6, like right before we left. Oh, yeah. That bar's got to make money. Nobody's in there. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> ah. like mm, private event's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's been over. Private event never happened. It's done. Done for. Yeah. yeah so. Well. Yeah, we what tried. What can you do? Yeah. Sad, sad to hear it, but oh, well. You gave it a shot. So. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, got another singles mixer coming up in January. Different organization. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that'll be a better experience. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know what's interesting is I've seen um, I've like oddly seen a lot of like stuff online about how right now is quote the like worst time to date apparently that it's like yeah. too hectic, too chaotic, or or almost this thing being like you don't want to date anyone that would be on the apps right now. Cause like essentially implying they don't have like friends or anyone they're close to, to be spending holiday time with, oh, which I don't think that's I don't, true. I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny that I was seeing essentially stuff along those lines at first being like terrible time to date, take a break, blah, blah, blah. However, I've also seen a handful of like dating people actually being like, this is the time to be out because a lot of people are like work has slowed down. There's constant events everywhere. It's like it's almost like the lazy time of year in a good way because mm-hmm. also a lot of people do sober January. So what goes hand in hand with sober mm-hmm. January? Maybe not going on dates, you know? And I'm not saying for sure, but a lot of times that New Year's hits, people are on top of their resolutions. They're maybe like more trying to be better on a schedule, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't think there's personally a super rhyme or reason to like whatever time of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I was curious if you've seen any of that because I've seen like almost like battling views on the subject. Yeah, I've seen both. I've seen – I think – I I haven't seen anybody say that you don't want to date anyone who's on the apps right now. I've seen a few. I, I've seen a few of those, which I was like, whoa, I, never seen that take before. Yeah, I'm like, that. Dang, that's BS. But I have seen people say both of those things of like – it's not a great time because everyone's so busy. And I do agree mm-hmm. with that to the to an extent that's like if you if I'm like you were saying about how long you're going to be gone or whatever. If I match with somebody in New York right now, I can't see them for over 2 weeks. Right. So like that part it, that it part depends yeah. on the person, but valid. Makes sense. 
I do think, though, that there is something to be said for the like in-person vibes right now. So maybe it's not a great time to be on the apps, but it is a great time to like be out in the world meeting people. Yeah, I would say it's the time of year that although it is crazy, often it's when you think of like, oh, I really want to see, you know, that friend I haven't seen in a long time. And people are almost more inclusive with inviting you to things. So I feel like that I would agree with. And I'd say like, yeah, as crazy as this time of year is, if you if you can muster the energy to just go to an event for an hour, go. You never know. You know, especially if it's like you it's almost like when I was young, I used to be maybe more anxious about going to some event that I only knew one person. And now Mm -hmm. that actually feels exciting to me in the dating sense that I'm like, great. I only know one person. Totally. It's gonna be a room full of people I've never met. Who knows? This could be networking, meeting people to date, whatever. Like, it's funny how like my mind has changed on those events that now I'm like, I would love an event that I like barely know anyone. there. Yeah. Have like one touch point, somebody that you can like kind of have as a home base and then Mm -hmm. a whole room of strangers. I think I'm into that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if we don't have anything else for updates, I think we got to get to our guest. Yeah. Let's get to Rachel. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. And we are back with Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're so pumped. Yeah, we're very excited to have you, especially this is a topic we have yet to discuss on the pod, masculinity specifically. Yes. Oh, I love this topic. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love this topic. So real quick, I figured we've we've had a few talks on this pod about like masculine, feminine energy. So I was like, let me look up the definitions myself to see see the differences in, you know, masculinity, masculine energy. What is the difference exactly? So The definition of masculinity that I found is qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of men. Now, would you agree with this definition? Is that how you define it? Sure. It's funny because I was thinking, you know, should I look up the actual definition of masculinity before I talk to these (laughs) fine ladies? We got you. Uh, 
I, I, I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, we're making some huge generalizations, right? When we say things like masculinity, femininity. Um, so just prefacing with that, but yes, generally traits that generally show up generally with males, <laughs> right? <laughs> so before when we've talked about like masculine energy, there's the mm-hmm. argument that that is not necessarily gender correlated, correlated, but masculinity essentially is. So okay, the topic yeah. you pitched us was sabotaging masculinity and, and how are we sabotaging masculinity? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a little not sure where to start because I have like a thousand questions. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I have... I have a starting point that I that I was curious about, like, what got you interested in this area of study in the first place? Like, where did where did kind of diving into this topic come from for you? Uh, So I've been married three times. Two of those marriages were to men. And my third marriage was to a woman. And it was very interesting to me. Being married to a masculine woman, how my ideas of gender roles and masculinity and femininity, it all got flipped up on its head. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and I loved it. I loved it. It really expanded my idea of who I am, what I need to be, and my allowance of other people and who they are and who they show up as. And then I have a a client who actually brought up during a session, I'm reading this book by Bell Hooks. You have to read it. It's so good. It's called The Will to Change. Um, and it it is really about m- masculinity and love and how um, we do a huge disservice to men. And again, I'm just, I'm generalizing and it's, it's hard to preface every single sentence with, you know, all the stuff, but I'm just, I just want to say from from here on out, Mm -hmm. I'm generalizing. Yeah. We do a disservice (laughs) to men. We, we break them from their masculinity and then we get really mad at them for not being masculine. Mm. We continue to break them and then we continue to be mad at them for not showing up well enough. We beat them down. We don't create space for them to be truly, beautifully masculine. And then we're we're pissed off when they're not. Interesting. So, yeah. so I'm curious, like, what are some examples? Because we talk about toxic masculinity all the time, right? Yep. That's yes. like such a buzzword. Everybody's talking about. It. But what right. are what are the signs of healthy masculinity? Like, what are these healthy masculinity examples oh. of things like we want to see and are great to see? Okay, so healthy masculinity in males, females, whatever, it doesn't matter, right? Healthy masculinity is protective. It's strong. It's here's here here are my people and um, you know, for those of you who can't see, I'm like I'm like doing a big like a holding on to my little village with my big strong arms. I'm in tune with everyone. I'm expressive. I know what's going on with everybody and I'm protecting and caring for everybody in in this with my strength. There's sometimes some physical power that goes along with that, right? Um but it's very expressive. It's very tuned in to emotions, thoughts. It's tuned into your little tribe that you're taking care of. Very beautiful when we allow our men to actually do this. 
it's a very, very beautiful thing. What are ways that we like attack that and break that down that it no longer exists or the person at least feels like they can no longer do those things? Yeah. Suck it up. Stand up. Get up. You're fine. Shake it off. Shake it off. You're good. You're good. I mean, that's just one, right? Okay. Don't cry. So coming all the way Don't from like pussy. childhood. Uh-huh. Oh, at that it, that's exactly where it starts. Yep. Yeah. Don't be a pussy. Don't be weak. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown stuff, but you know she love her. she studies shame, right? And what are men shamed for? Being weak. Being weak, yeah. And what is what is considered weak? A man who feels, a man who's attuned to his surroundings, a man who's expressive about his emotions. We beat that out of our little boys. Even our babies, we look we look at boy babies differently. We talk to them differently. We touch them differently. So from the very beginning, they're already getting a different energy from us, from their mothers. You got to be stronger. You can't be so affectionate. The eye, can't, the eye contact can't be so long. We're not going to talk about feelings. I'm going to make you shake it off faster than I make your sister shake it off. I'm going to like ask you to do things that I'm not going to ask you know your female siblings to do. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like the the flip side of that is when we talk about how we socialize little girls about how they look and we're like, "Oh, you're so cute in that dress," or "Oh, mm-hmm. that was so sweet of you." And we're like nurturing that piece for little mm-hmm. girls and not encouraging the strength and the assertiveness, etc. And then it's the opposite for little boys. Correct. And I think that mm. we're doing a better job with our little females. Right? You could be strong. You can stand up for yourself. You can have opinions. We're starting to see that more and more. You can take up more space. Mm-hmm. But with our little males, we're just not there yet. We're, we're not doing it. And then these poor guys get into relationships with females who are like, why? Why won't you hold me when I'm upset? And why, why aren't you expressing how you feel? And why won't you talk? And, you know, well, because it was dangerous for him to do that. His entire life, and now you, suddenly you're wanting him to do it. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't feel safe in that. So sometimes I feel like it's not necessarily that we are sabotaging masculinity as a whole. It's more that we are removing parts from it and we're making it more focused on other things, like, you know, protecting. That's like a masculine quality, right? To be a protector. But I feel like we often em- emphasize like the physical protectiveness of a man. And that's the expectations is like you should be physically stepping in and making sure, you know, your partner is never like physically in harm or that's like the be the man thing. Mm-hmm. However, we're not emphasizing like, ooh, when your partner's feelings are hurt, you should also be in protective mode. And that also you know, has point. to do with comfort. But like you should be also in tune to the emotional side and not just the physical side. Sure. Yeah. How how do you protect a person's emotional welfare or intellectual or spiritual welfare how do you be a protector there too yeah and that's something that's usually more femininity right that we're like teaching women to be more the nurturing and the like in tune with emotions and there's also often this pressure on women that like we have to be the soft one and the vulnerable one to then get the men to be vulnerable and soft with us and it's like we feel like we have to pull that out of them Mm -hmm. a lot of the times is what I mean, I hear from the majority of women and I felt that myself in relationships at times. Right. I'm thinking about how, you know, you're talking about it, you know, it's coming from an early age and it's, you know, how we're socializing kids and 
by the time anybody who's listening to this is dating somebody, that's long gone for that particular person, right? So beyond the sort of like societal change of how we're raising our kids and, you know, hopefully we can work at that too, what kind of comes to mind for you as you're maybe talking to clients or thinking about (laughs) – Anybody watching the video? Rachel's (laughs) climbing her like a climbing post. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Tell that that cat to shake it off, huh? Yeah, right? Stop it. This is not not time for emotional connection. Right. (laughs) Um, So I'm curious kind of your thoughts on some of the, you know, okay, now what – aspects of this uh, as we think about, you know, women who date men and how we can factor into this. Yeah. It's, it's funny, like you and I were both about to start at the same time. I was about to say, you know, I'm, I'm a a huge proponent of childhood care. That's where it all starts. And if we don't have that, we're kind of fucked later in life. Unless, unless we are putting in this enormous amount of energy, focus, money, time, all, you know, all the resources it takes to, you know, improve our mental welfare, the, the what now is you've really got to be on the lookout for someone who is interested in bettering themselves, interested in being self-aware, interested in working shit out with you, maybe having a talk, you know, um, someone who actually believes that we grow over time, we change, we build upon each day. And that, I I believe that's really the best we can hope for because it's very rare that we were raised in an environment where you know masculinity was nurtured, femininity was nurtured. It's all honored. Like I mean, how many of us got that in childhood? So the yeah, best like we can the full spectrum, right, right. And I'm not even I'm not trying to dig on our parents or anything. It's like who they they know what they know, and most of us just don't know this stuff. So in yeah, adulthood, also as a parent you can only really control what's happening in your house and then your kids going to school every day and you can't sure. control how the world is viewing them and interacting with them as well, you know? Sure. And, you know, yeah, media and everything that's online, you know, everything that they see. Um, so I think that the the most we can hope for, and this, this outside of this subject as well, someone who is willing to grow, willing to change, someone who's self-aware, Someone who believes that that change is a beautiful, wonderful part of being in a relationship, that change and growth. Does that answer your question? I mean, yeah, I, I would. I, I love- would love to have a more solid. Do this, this, and this, and everything will be fine. But it's just not that cut and dry. No, I I love that answer because I think that I think a lot of times when I hear conversations on this topic, I think a lot of times what I end up feeling is like, well, because they didn't get such and such thing in childhood, I just have to like understand that that's where Mm. they're at and like continue to overfunction for that. And yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And what I, what I'm really appreciating that you're saying is about looking for somebody 
who is willing and and already interested in doing that growth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious on that note, what are some questions you can ask to find, you know, like it's you're not going to be on a date being like, "So, do you think change is a very healthy and valuable p- part of a relationship?" Oh, because he's going to be like, "Yes, I do." Of Next. course, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no no idiot is going to be that. Uh, what idiot would be like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> no, change is stupid. Right. Um so I, I'm in the thick of the dating world right now. And so I'm trying, I'm kind of learning firsthand how I'm going about things. No. And I'm learning to keep my mother mouth shut and listen. <laughs> I kind of just take a step back and I pay attention to the way they talk. Do they bring up? The fact that they're interested in change, do they bring up something that they've learned lately? Do they bring up, you know, I I read this really great book and it really, you know, made me expand the way I'm thinking about things. I'm listening for, for these traits without bringing it up myself. Mm. I think that the things that are most important to us, we kind of just need to like keep quiet. Don't ask the questions and just see if it shows up or not. So I'm curious, especially because you work with couples as well and counseling. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that you've seen us undermine the masculinity in men? Overcompensating. It's like we, we teach men they're not capable of doing the most basic things. So instead of expecting that you are going to take part in the household, and of course you're going to take part in parenting, and of course you're going to take part in the you know, emotional state of the home, we, I think you mentioned it earlier, Allie, like just a moment ago, like, oh, he, he, didn't, he didn't get that in his childhood. So I just have to take care of that for him. Yeah. I just have to, you know, do all the dishes and take out the trash and mop the floors and put the kids to bed. And I, I, you know, I just have to do all those things because he just, he just can't. Huh? How rude. I would be offended (laughs) if, if someone was like, she, she doesn't, she can't tell when the trash is full. So I just have to take it out for her. I would be offended. (laughs) I think there are some gender roles that the the church has put males and females into as well. Most of our population in this area is Hispanic, okay? So there's a huge Catholic influence. High Catholic, yeah. In mm-hmm. my in my practice. And so I work with a lot of couples and females especially who believe that their role is to serve, honor, fuck their men. And this mm-hmm. was taught to them in the church. And I don't, I'm not trying to be derogatory or church is bad. That's not what I'm saying, but these are the lessons that I see females getting from church. Uh, um, Many females in my practice, at least, are, are doing it without even knowing. They're doing it by fulfilling their role and they feel good because they're doing their thing. They're fucking and they're cleaning and they're being nice and they're doing all the kids stuff while their husbands are watching football relaxing and taking naps and they don't even realize that they are diminishing 
their own partner's masculinity. Like as if their partner's not capable of leaving the football game to put the kids to bed. Or their partner's mm. not capable of knowing when the gas needs to be filled in the cars. So I, yeah, the I mental load. <laughs> hmm. Right. Because yeah, like, because when you said like, um, we're teaching men, you know, to behave this way. Mm-hmm. I often feel like then our minds are blank. We're like, well, how are we teaching them these things? Like, I'm not directly teaching them these things, and I feel like it's actually the fact that. Men often learn, often at a younger age, but even just in relationships, if they don't do anything, everything still gets taken care of. Correct. Like, yeah. it's like, it's an invisibleness to them. Like, mm-hmm. they've just learned like, oh, I, if I don't, like, I don't even have to worry about that thing because it'll, it'll just get done. It gets taken care of. And they don't even realize it's their partner doing it or their mother doing it or whoever's mm-hmm. doing it. So a lot of times it's that mental load. And I feel like the reason women just step in and keep taking it and doing it is like there's also the societal blame often falls on the women like if you were to go to someone's house and the house is dirty oh she's not a good wife, often we don't she? look to the man like why is your house dirty we look to the woman like oh she's not doing that great of a job right. or your kid goes to their play date and like dirty clothes and nobody changed them mm-hmm. it's like you, you know like i feel like that's often where these expectations come is like women feel the guilt because often the guilt is put on us when things don't get done and essentially if things were to fall apart. So I feel like the question is more, not the question, but I I feel like it's like a lot of people, not even just women, but a lot of people that are like noticing that stuff and it bothers them. And they, they have this like expectation of themselves, right? Cause it's a reflection of themselves, how their house looks, how their kid looks, how whatever looks. It's like, you won't even let it fall apart and give your partner the chance to be like, Oh shit, something went wrong. What should we do differently next time? And instead, we're like breaking our backs mm-hmm. to just make sure the thing doesn't fall apart. So when it never falls apart, the other person's sitting there being like, yeah, I watch football every Sunday. And like, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've thought about this a lot recently with my mom and my brother and me and the, the three of our relationship. So my dad passed away a few years ago. It's the three of us. We do a lot together. We go on vacations and... And I think I told this story to you, Erica, this past Thanksgiving, my mom and I had split up like all the stuff that we were going to make to bring to my cousin's house. And we like each had different dishes that we were going to make. And my mom got called into work. And she was like in a tizzy about when we were going to get all the dishes that we were supposed to make done and asking me if I could do more. And I was like, uh, suggestion, let's call Drake, my brother. Yeah. He's not making anything. And he likes to cook. (laughs) But he doesn't yeah. know that there's a problem. Bing. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and we, yeah. like, we, and she's like, well, he doesn't have the ingredients. I have the ingredients. I'm like, well, you know what? He does have a car. And a grocery store. <laughs> and, and he can, <laughs> he can drive that car right on over to our house and get the ingredients. Oh. <laughs> I was going to tell him to go to the grocery store, but yeah, yes. Well, we already bought them. Yeah. So, you know, oh, okay. like, he can, he gotcha. can just come over and, and get the stuff. And he was happy to do that. Mm-hmm. would have had no idea it was even a problem. Like it's not even like he would have seen that there was an issue. Like he would have had no idea that she had worked all day until we arrived at the dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like that's it's it's that invisibleness that you were saying, Erica, of like it's just if nothing falls apart, then how is anyone to know? Right. Right. Because I, right. um, I listened to one of your episodes, Rachel, and, and the episode used the example like with your clients – 
you know, often the men will sit there and go, well, she can sit on the couch and relax with me too. I'm not telling her to run around the house and clean and do this and do that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, she works too. She deserves to relax too. What's, I don't understand what the big deal is. Why can't she sit? And it's like, because there are things that need to get done, Mm -hmm. but women are having like the mental load of it Uh and the men typically aren't. It's like, even when men look at you and go, I'm happy to help. Just tell me what to do. You're like, but I have to, I have to organize who does what. <laughs> Planning what to do is is a task. It's still I'll a task. Do it. It's still yeah. work. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious if you've seen, this thing has gone viral recently, about the guy that goes to the store to get ingredients for, I don't know if it was pumpkin pie or pumpkin cookies, and the wife forgets to put a can of pumpkin on the list, and he notices, and he's like, make, trying to make this into a funny joke about like, you know what it's like to be married? He's like, so I call my wife and she doesn't answer. She doesn't answer like, like, and I've seen people dragging this man because they're like, first of all, oh, what's yeah. a can of pumpkin? Three dollars. Just pick it up. Just pick. Mm-hmm. You think your wife's going to be that furious that you picked up an extra can of pumpkin in case she had one at home? Yeah. Like, and even like in this thing, it's like, we finally gave you a task. I had to write out a whole list. You noticed something was missing and couldn't make the decision. The executive Or you made decision. the decision. Just yeah. And then decision. he was like punishing her. He was being purposely petty. He was being purposely purposely petty because he knew that she forgot the pumpkin and was like, well, she didn't pick up. And then she has the audacity to ask me to go back to the store. I'm not going back. And she's the one actually cooking the pie. Correct. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? It's just. But it's so funny to watch people like. Fuckery. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Or everyone's like showing off their husbands where they're asking them the question and they're like. All yeah. right, so we'll have an extra can of pumpkin. And they're like, winner. <laughs> winner husband. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a woman who was like, babe, if we're making nachos and you go to the store yeah. and I forgot to put tortilla chips on the list, what would you do? And he was like, I would buy chips. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and he gets points for that? That's amazing. Well, exactly. Because now – so like that's – I'm actually I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because yeah. it's like, yes, that guy's getting dragged. And though now the the counterpoint to it is not actually men that are going above and beyond. It's like literally just men who would like buy the fucking pumpkin. Yeah. Just basic human. Just yes. the basic. We're like, wow, you bought the pumpkin. You bought the pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, wow. I feel like it's also just about showing like that little difference, though, can tell you so much about the two relationships that we're looking at absolutely you know where you're like oh this guy actually is thoughtful where it's like oh i don't want to have to make my wife go back to the store or i personally don't want to go back to the store like just someone that can think a few steps ahead and cares you know if we were to take like husband and wife words even out of it let's just say hey friends let's make nachos tonight can somebody go to the grocery store here i even made you a list and everything yeah. And can you imagine going to the grocery store and there's no chips and you're like, fuck you. I'm not getting those chips. You didn't put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it, wow. Right. That's- or this is something I feel like we've even seen it when we have roommates mm-hmm. where you're like, I wasn't the person to fill up this trash, but yet I'm the one taking the trash out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like there's laziness that aren't even, you know, in you know, romantic relationship dynamics that it's the same thing though. It's like if one person just keeps taking it on and keeps doing it, 
-hmm. you're not even giving the other person a chance or that room to grow, as we said earlier. Like, why would they grow? Why would they change? Everything's just getting taken care of for them. Great. Mm -hmm. Do you have examples of this as you think about your, like, the couples that you see of, like, great if we're just starting, if we're still out in the dating space and we're looking for somebody who already has this growth mindset and we can start from that place, awesome. How about, though, if we're finding ourselves in this situation that we're describing, like what what are, you know, what are some tools or some recommendations that that you've made to work on that dynamic? Well, I'll I'll take that and I'll I'll raise you because I have Great. personal experience. <laughs> I awesome. di- I divorced someone over this. <laughs> oh wow. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. Yeah. Not surprised. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so I um had past tense a tendency to move too quickly into relationships before really figuring out whether or not we have a a good like a uh, lifestyle match, right? Mm. Like I might love you very much, I might find you very attractive, but do we actually live well together under the same roof? The answer was no. So I was overcompensating in a big way, paying all the bills, doing all the house cleaning, doing all the childcare, doing uh, doing every little thing until I I just couldn't go anymore. I just couldn't getting my master's degree and raising a brand new baby and just doing all the things. I, I, there's just not enough hours in the day. So after asking so many times and him not following through and, you know, trying to ask nicely, trying to yell, trying to write notes, trying to make him list, trying to, you know, I I tried all the things that therapists tell you to do. None of it worked. So I said, fine, I'm going to stop doing everything. And over the course of four weeks, I watched my house completely fall apart. Mm -hmm. Maggots in the trash (gasps) fall apart. Like literally it was falling to pieces. Now I like a clean space. (laughs) You can tell. Oh, that must have been brutal. It was torturous for me. I spent most of my time in the bedroom and it wasn't to prove a point. It was... I need to see if this person will figure it out because I don't, I don't want to end this, but I don't know what else to do. Will mm-hmm. he see that there's maggots in the trash? Will, will he I'm see sure he saw. that there's I'm no... sure he saw him. <laughs> I mean, he'd have to, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no underwear left. We're, you know that there everything's dirty there's no dishes left the the floor is sticky the barbecue is covered in grease like ev- like everything was just in shambles and it was at that point finally that i called it but that's me i i am more comfortable calling something i'm out when i can see that there's no potential for growth mm-hmm. uh maybe i don't have the patience to wait around 5, 10, 15 years to see if growth will ever happen. That's just me. Another person might have more patience. It might be important to them because culturally it's important to stick things out. Maybe religiously, it's a big deal to stick things out. None of us can say what is going to be more important to you? All of us are married for different reasons. All of us are in relationships for different reasons. You have to know yourself. 
you have to know why am I here? Why am I, why am I in this relationship? Is it benefiting me to be here? That sounds pretty hedonistic, selfish. I don't care. That's that's the truth of any relationship. I'm in a relationship with you because it's benefiting me somehow. And that's okay. That's okay. Is it benefiting me? And for some people, it is so important and fulfilling to them to, to um, honor their oath that they made to God in front of the altar on their wedding day, that it is worth it to them to, to stick it out and have the mental burden until the day they die. Great. It's benefiting you enough to stay. For someone like me, I'm like, I'm out. That's not benefiting me. It's not good for me. I'm out. But whatever your answer is, it's yours. The you just you just have to be really fucking honest with yourself and know yourself well enough to know if it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, church aside, I'd say a lot of times when th- relationships don't work, whether it's a marriage or, you know, partnership, uh, a lot of times I feel like we do put the blame on the woman even if we don't directly, but it's like the questions women get after breakups are often basically being like, well, but did you do this? But did you try this? Mm. And it's, it's, and I feel like the narrative is rarely kind of like, yeah, you know what? I would have got tired of that too and left, you know? Like, I, I also think in addition to the fact that that gets levied at women more than men in like a heteronormative context, I also don't hear the, oh, well, you're gonna have to start over now rhetoric directed as much at men like when women talk about like going back to the drawing board of like oh i gotta start all over like train a new one like Uh, i I hate that i hate Uh. that yeah i hate that terminology but like that's that's told to women more way more often i think than men and i I think that that plays into what you're saying too erica yeah it's like obviously no one's perfect we all make mistakes. We all have our faults. However, I feel like the question is often like, but how many times can somebody be making the same mistake? Right? Like, I'm sure you see this in your counseling with couples. We'll come to a conclusion. We'll come to a, let's try doing this. And everyone's on their best behavior for a month. And then how quickly things fall right back into the pattern that was before. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like that's more frustrating being like, you said you were going to do these things. You did it for a month. My life was better for a month. And now we're just back to to what it was. What happened? And like how many times should we be going through that cycle before we essentially like call it quits? And we're just like, well, clearly this isn't a priority. And like I've had it. You hit the point. You're just like, I've had it. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. I can't like mentally. It's uh, it's going to drive me crazy to stay in this cycle, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I, th- I think that's up to you. How many times are you going to do that? I, two times is my, my personal limit, (laughs) but I tend to be impatient, but I think, I think what we are seeing, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, I'm interested to hear more and more. I'm hearing women in their forties and fifties talk about me and my sisters, me and my best friends, we're going to buy a nice big house. We're going to retire together. We're just going to like grow old together. We'll take care of each other and we'll have a little female commune. Men, men will come in the back door and we'll just send them right back out the next morning. (laughs) 
again, this is not done to punish men or to make a point or anything, but it's like, we're going to, we're going to live our best life. We're going to do what feels really good to us and what's really fulfilling for us. And I believe that only then will men wake up and say, oh, I, I might need to do more to earn a seat at her table. I, I might need to do more to earn a room in the commune because that's where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right now, I don't think I don't think that we're sending the clear message. You actually have to do more to keep us around. But I believe the shift is happening. I believe we are going in that direction. Have you heard? Have you heard females talking like that? Yeah. I've, have you, I've, have I've heard you people ever say like, it? we, my friends and I have like loosely been like, we, you know, we've talked about like, oh, if we all went in, it wouldn't be that expensive to like buy, you know, buy property or Hell like yeah. buy something. But also I've heard people say like, the more I think about it, I don't actually want a husband. I want a wife. Mm-hmm. I've said that. As, <laughs> That's yeah, me. <laughs> as like, as the, like, I've seen it on like social media and stuff too, but like as people are as those words are are more defined but like it's interesting what you were saying about the the more that we realize that or the more that we kind of like make men realize rather what needs to happen in order for them to deserve a seat at at our table i love that mm-hmm. phrasing i've seen one more articles about you know the rise of the single woman and like from a negative perspective like oh all these women are just single and like framing it like a bad thing (laughs) and then conversely talking about there's been a lot of conversations about the rise of loneliness in men and almost like blaming the rise of the single women for the rise of the loneliness in men i'm like hold on a second let's go further upstream about why this happened Uh Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't have friends talking about having like a commune together. Uh, Most of my Mm -hmm. friends are just busting their ass to live by themselves and not have any roommates. (laughs) Um, But it's tired of taking care of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's more the like loneliness of men part. So I feel like it is currently happening where men are kind of getting this reality check where and they don't like it where they're like, oh, so I got to like have a job and like care. And it's just, these women are ridiculous. You know, like, I feel like that's more the narrative that I'll be seeing. Or uh-huh. with all this stuff, you know, it's more um, like accusing women of being too masculine. Where it's like, you know, instead of men looking at themselves to change and maybe grow and be, you know, more thoughtful and, I don't know, notice things and help out here and there. It's more they they still are trying to tell women, like, no, but see, you guys don't understand men. And if you want us to be X, Y, Z, you got to give us da, da, da. And it's like, right. I don't have to give you anything. You should just come X, Y, Z, because guess what? We have to come X, Y, Z. Like we're meeting our mm-hmm. expectations. And and usually from when we're younger, there's more expectations on just pure responsibility in women that mm-hmm. we don't put on men. You know, right. it's even with dress codes in schools. It's like, why can't, mm-hmm. like, I remember when I was young, we, you know, spaghetti straps became popular. We, I remember the school changing the rule. You can wear a spaghetti strap, but it can't have a bra strap showing because essentially that's distractive to boys. And it's sure. like, guess what? 
there are attractive women all over the fucking place. They better learn how to be distracted and still get their work done. You know, the, like the message we're sending, boys, is you are not capable of focusing if there's a bra strap present. Exactly. What the exactly. fuck are we teaching these human beings? Right. Yeah, because no girls are distracted by a cute boy in class. That, that couldn't yeah, that possibly not. be happening. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I very frustrating. Back to the Systemic. example that you gave her. Yeah. But back to the example you gave earlier about how that's it. This should be embarrassing. Like it should be embarrassing for a yeah. guy to be told that he can't possibly focus on something if there's a bra strap showing. Right. How demeaning but- is that? <laughs> Truly. Truly, like you, how embarrassing for you that yeah, you can't boys. function in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I should have had my high school implement a rule that no boy could wear curve cologne because if you were wearing curve, there's no way I would have been able to listen to the lecture. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that was I'm my scent. That. that was your scent? No, no, no. For you, you're like, that's... Oh, oh, that was my sin. Yeah, yeah. That I think I'm dating dating myself. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, if you're wearing curve, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think it's yeah, it's it's absolutely demeaning. It's absolutely demeaning, and I I think it's it's super fun and um easy to join together as like a a what is it like a gaggle of hens? (laughs) Is that the right word? gaggle of geese i don't know and, and like yeah. make make fun of men and there's you know they're like they just kind of show up dumb a lot of the times but if we're really talking about it like we want to we want to make change here we want to actually make things better yeah there's this little bit of compassion <laughs> that i think we need to have as mothers, grandmothers, aunties, you know, v- villages surrounding our little boys, surrounding our little girls and teaching them, hey, we're all capable and we all have our unique strengths. And everybody needs to show up at their highest potential, the potential you were born to have. Your highest potential, sir, is not sitting on the couch getting served mashed potatoes and steak while you're watching the Cowboys play. That is not your highest potential in life. (laughs) Well, it's funny that it's like the smartest thing that men ever did was convincing us that they are dumb. (laughs) Amen. Like that's the smartest thing men have done is they're like, no, you know, we are dumb. They they just lean into it. They go, yeah, we're dumb. Guess you got to do it. And then like the opposite rhetoric is for women where the rhetoric for women is like, you can have it all and you can do it all. You're a superwoman. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're a superwoman yep. who can do it all. And then women are breaking down and crying when they're like, but I can't do it all and I don't know what to do about it. And men are just like, we're dumb. La la la. <laughs> just tell us what to do. We'll do it. Just tell us what to do. We'll do it. I don't see it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you reminded me with that, Erica, where I saw this TikTok of a guy who makes content about like he his handle is like recovering man child he makes content for men about like mm-hmm. trying to fix this dynamic and he talks about using the superwoman word and he actually said he was like 
if you call your wife a superwoman, that's you saying that you had to be saved by a superhero. That's very embarrassing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you, couldn't, you couldn't handle your life, so a superhero had to come in and fix shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing from you guys. When you're first dating people, do you see these signs early on? How I do feel you like act? I do. Okay, so what yeah. do you see? Um, a lot of times from the base level, I just feel like it's scheduling the date and making a plan. And the worst is like, you say you agree on a neighborhood that's in between the two of you. So neither of you live in the neighborhood. And how often a man will say to me, okay, well, I don't know any places in that area. And it's too bad I've, we don't have the internet. Yeah. And I've <laughs> personally, I feel like since I've been on this pod, I've been very like, I'm going to match your energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't either. know any places either. Hmm. What should we do? Like, I kind of will just throw it back to them to be like, and let's use our brains and come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for early dating, I feel like the plan is the most like sign for me. Okay. Or even when, uh, you know, a man will be like, I have a whole list of places saved on Google Maps. And then we're scheduling the date. And then they go, so where should we go? I'm like, what happened to that list, man? What you know, happened to your list? Welcome to the list. You know, I I actually had a date planning situation fall apart recently because of exactly what you're saying, Erica. So yeah. there was this guy who was new to Brooklyn. I don't think he was new to New York City, but new to Brooklyn. Said that on his profile and said like looking for recommendations or something. So I wrote and and I forget what I recommended something. It wasn't a date spot. It was like something else that he was asking for. And then we were talking a little bit, and then he said he's like, oh, so you know. If we, you know, if we go out, like, do you have any date spots you'd want to show me? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I could, you know, I could probably think of a thing or two. Like, I've lived in Brooklyn for eight years. And then he goes, great. I live in Williamsburg. So let me know what you think there. Oh, and- hell no. What? <laughs> hell no. I, <laughs> I, first of all, d- I don't live in Williamsburg. He didn't know where I lived in Brooklyn really? neighborhood wise. But, like, I don't live there. I, I don't. I found it a little... <laughs> No. confusing <laughs> and so all i wrote back was i don't get to williamsburg much so i'm not sure yeah <laughs> just that oh, was nice that, that was nice of you oh that's lazy on like seven levels mm-hmm. so lazy and i'm glad that i played it that way because he didn't respond we never went out like clearly this was somebody who was not looking to put in literally any effort Ugh. Good call. So what do you think? Valid signs? Are we are we correct? These absolutely. Are <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh yeah. That's that's why I've been a little stubborn on that. Cause it's like or something that came up on the pod was this, which I feel like this is fair compromise. The traveling to the other person's neighborhood, I feel like whosoever neighborhood it is, then if you pick the spot and kind of plan the date, yeah. Fine. Yeah. I think that, that is a total Equal distribution. Jesus Christ, can't talk. I feel like that's an equal distribution of work. You know, I don't. It's not that I I don't want to do any work, but it's like you got to do a little work on my end too. Mm -hmm. You know, because Allie, he didn't even give you the chance to be like, "Here's a cool Brooklyn spot." No, that was like a king. Like, well, and then come to my yeah. Well, my throne is in Williamsburg, so (laughs) yeah. But it's just it's just baffling because it's like, how do you think I find these places? Google. Bars. 
Ew. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. My my mind goes so many places with the Williamsburg dude. Yeah. Why did he want to keep it close to home? Yeah. That's suspicious. That. Ugh. You're yeah. going to plan so, a place So many different favorite. reasons Ugh. why we don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So we're not talking to him anymore, right? Oh, goodness, no. The, la- the last thing in the conversation was me saying, I don't get to Williamsburg much, so I'm not sure. And that that was it. Excellent. Yeah, no, which is like not even – it's actually I a lie. Also. Another thing that that females are taught to do is to like justify, 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 justify. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you hear this a lot like from my sisters, from my girlfriends. I'll hear them be like, well, you know, maybe he has to get up early the next morning and so he wanted to stay close to his – you know, and like we just justify all their behaviors. And I'm like in the very beginning stages, don't justify anything <laughs> don't justify anything Mm-mm. yeah I've, I've actually currently been doing a stand-up bit about how we're very quick to call women jaded and bitter and i feel mm-hmm. like it falls right into it where it's like am i really jaded am i really bitter or have i just learned the signs like right. i've just learned the behavior that d- is not going to go in the direction that i want it to go right yeah well, it's we like, can't we can't let women get like crazy high for a first date, but it's like the the plan's got to get made, you know. <laughs> so you got to work with me on the plan. That that feels like a very low bar, if you ask me. Absolutely. For me, I want to see your house. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get in your house as soon as possible because I want to see the state of the affair within your four walls. I want to see. Do you keep it clean? Do you you know? How do you care for yourself when there's no one watching? Mm, because however, so cool. however you care for yourself, I can expect that that's how things will continue later on in the relationship. That's so funny you say that because it's always been like extra attractive to me if I find out a man has lived by himself, but not for the financial reason that people assume. It's because I'm like, okay, so he... He's got to do everything. Right. He knows that trash is his and his responsibility. And like living by yourself, because even when I lived by myself, it's like, oh, you really fully see like the amount of work that needs to be done to keep an apartment like base level. Okay. You know, you, you maybe see yeah. it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully maybe, they see it. Maybe know? they but, see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's that I'm like, yeah. the place. it's more likely that they <laughs> see it if they've lived alone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just mean, I've more seen a trend if I date guys that have lived alone at some point that it's like, oh, they're just a little bit more thoughtful, a little yes. bit more noticeable of all, all those little things in, in an mm-hmm. apartment yes. or home. Yeah, I I recently was at a guy's apartment and he's not like a serious dating prospect, but a guy that I see occasionally. And he made us drinks. He lives He lives alone and he made us cocktails and he pulled out like all of this. He likes Manhattans and he pulled out like all of this paraphernalia to make himself this like really lovely, thoughtful Manhattan. And it was like the hottest thing I've ever seen <laughs> to like see this guy be like, I really yeah. like these drinks. So like I'm going to get really good at making them and take a lot of care. And like he was like peeling the orange and doing the twist. Th- like he was doing all the things Mm. 
And, I, and his his house was also spotless. But I'm like, this is a sign that like you really – when you really care about something and you want it to be good, that you will like do the things you need to make it good. Mm-hmm. I don't even like Manhattans. And I was like, damn, I'll have one. Let's slurp <laughs> that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then also it's like how frustrating would it be if you date that guy and he like doesn't care about so much and you're like, the amount of effort you put into making a fucking Manhattan, <laughs> you think you could put – half of that effort into like (laughs) cleaning up your hair in the bathroom or like whatever the thing is you know true yeah stop peeling your oranges and clean the shower (laughs) because i feel like that is the complaint of like relationship people where they're like yeah you know he makes these like really meticulous little action figures and he's got that hobby and he's he's super clean with his action figure making space but then when it comes to the kitchen it's like oh a bomb can go off and who gives a fuck it's like i give a fuck don't fuck up my kitchen or whatever you know (laughs) Like, cleaning is such an easy example, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I need you to care at Manhattan level. If you yes, it's going to be our new bar. With everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, he care, but was it Manhattan care? Hmm? Did it, yeah. Did it reach Manhattan level care? <laughs> a big, a big thing that we teach our little girls, right, is make sure everybody's comfy all the time, you know? Don't say mm-hmm. the things that are going to upset the people. Like we would just want to make sure everybody's like, everybody's happy, comfy. Like le- let yourself say, well, if you don't want to plan anything, I'll just, you know, never mind. I'm out. And yeah, let the let other person apart. be uncomfortable. Yeah. Let your house fall apart. Like let the relationship fall. Like let shit get ugly and if they pick up the pieces okay great and if not hey there's your answer but we are Mm. so busy trying to keep things tidy all the fucking time and make sure that everybody's comfy and all the dishes are done and like everything all the time that we never get we never move forward the growth never happens or the breakup never happens i think that that those ugly periods are what move us forward it's scary. It's really, really scary, but it's kind of what it takes. Yeah, well, I I love that as a as a keynote on the end of this episode. That's good. <laughs> yeah, good action. Note, heard, action step. Yeah, I've heard another thing. It's like unbothered. Be unbothered. Mm. Oh, oh, I don't. You know, like Allie's answer. Oh, actually, I don't. You know, I don't know spots in Williamsburg. You're yeah. not mad. You're not upset. You're not lecturing. You're just, I'm unbothered. Just unbothered. like, oh, funny. I don't, yeah, I don't know any spots either. Oh, oh, is, are you going to step up? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we won't go. Okay. You know, like, I think there's power to that. of just, cause that's, that's the thing we often see with the men. They're unbothered on the couch. Yeah. Without a worry. Okay. I'll sit and be unbothered on the couch too. Great. Yeah. And then we'll see what the effect of that is. So same yeah, where, yeah. where's dinner? Huh. Yeah. When we're both unbothered, dinner Good doesn't question. seem to make it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. This has been uh, great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes. Agreed. Thank you. And where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more great advice? Uh, you can find me on the Answer to Everything podcast. Uh, I have a podcast where we listen to um, – sessions between me and my clients. And then I break it down and talk about it and give some mental health tips. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can find me there, Rachel Seavers, MS. 
and the answer to everything. If you want to email me, answer to everything pod at gmail.com. Ask me your questions. And if you um, specifically want more on this topic, the episode I checked out was your episode 62. Um, that was all about masculinity. So mm. thank you so much again for coming on and everybody listening. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye.